Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. I just had a fabulous listener email me and she said, Sarah, does Nutrafol work for men too? You better believe it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for men and women with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Hello, me included. Nutrafol changed my life post-baby and postpartum hair. Amazing. Also, a lot of women going through menopause say that Nutrafol works for them as well. And like I mentioned, it works for the fellas. Take the first step right now to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering my TSFS listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hair care stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TSFS. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. Here with two legendary reality TV stars. I mean, legendary. Like, uh-huh. people have so much to say about this relationship. I'm trying to think of, I mean, when was someone's relationship as controversial as yours? Was it like Rock of Love? Do we think when like Brett Michael? Oh my gosh. No, you know who I loved was Flavor Flav too. And <laughs> I was obsessed with him. I'm going to have to go back to General Hospital. <laughs> Okay, and who? Was oh. it Scott it was Scotty and Laura? Was it there was theirs they're, so they're controversial? The most controversial couple couple that I remember in history and it was all televised, but it was all like it was a, it wasn't reality. It was a soap opera. But, but there was a lot of they're drama, on the cover right? of People magazine. I, and what did they do to each other? They probably ran each other over with cars, oh, yes. blew each other up. <laughs> they they all slept close. with their brother or their sister <laughs> they and slept with their they all had kids that they found out later that, you know, were theirs. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're not that bad, are we, Liz? <laughs> Let's never get there. She did try to run me over one time. I'm just, I did not. With what, my Vespa? I'm kidding. No. no. Well, I'm here with Big Ed and Liz today. And let me tell you, I've been so looking forward to sitting down with you two. I mean, you know, very popular faces of TLC. Synonymous with the network and 90 Day Fiance. And now, most recently, you're going to be on Last Resort. 
Yes. On August 14th. Yes. yes. Um, you two, why did you want to come back after such a <laughs> fiery, happily ever after season? We, I mean, why, yeah. how did they convince you to come back? We oh, thought well, you needed was, the therapy. The, the, the tell-all was, that's all on me. That was just Ed behaving very poorly, which um, I've apologized immensely to the world and to Liz. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but we literally, um, we've been ma- made up and broke up 13 times. I honestly don't even know where we're at now. Well, we have no idea. Anyways, but I just remember just a hellish time in New York. And and then we we come back to San Diego, and I'm like, okay, it's kind of really over. Like, I think I really did it. And then, I mean, I was a shithead. I asked for the ring back on camera. I mean... We remember, yeah. yeah, Everybody remembers. I kind of keep saying this. Like, I in in the moment... I felt like I was drowning and everybody, including Liz, unintentionally were stepping on my head. And I brought that all on myself. I'm not, I have no one to blame. I take full responsibility, but I just, you know, and I hate, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing TV anymore. I even told the host I'm done. I don't want to do this. And I um, had a speaking engagement in Boston. And so um, I just left Liz in New York and went to Boston and then came home and then, you know, texted her, hey, you know, I'm going to therapy today. Do you want to join me? And uh, and we started to do, you know, therapy. But it was it was one-sided because it was my therapist. But at least, you know, Liz was there and she could begin to have a voice, you know, in, in our relationship because I'm obviously the extrovert and the funny one and Liz is the more reserved, you know, conservative you know doesn't you know say how she feels a lot she hides a lot you know so Liz is this an accurate description of you is this like I'm very quiet I'm very uh well until she yells I'm just kidding until I I'm like a pot of like boiling water like once I keep enough in it comes out but I am very um I try to be as private as possible I'm very I'm just a huge introvert um, it takes a lot to bring me out of my shell. You must really be in love with Ed. I mean, if you are a private person oh, we are and you so guys are opposite, yeah, yeah, you are really opposite. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll get in more to your relationship, but I want to go back because Ed, mm-hmm. you have, I mean, you are probably one of the most famous faces on TLC. Yes. Um, and probably in reality television. Yeah. How has fame changed your life? Um, bittersweet. I mean, I've. I've never um, been, you know, this financially um, rewarded in my, in my whole life. I'm, imagine I'm 50, I was 54 years old at the time and had met, you know, the, the last person in, um, I'm not supposed to mention her name, McKinney Rose, and I went to the Philippines and never heard of the show, never heard of anything. I was actually a, a German, you know, kitchen designer and I'd been in design for over 25 years and had million dollar, multi-million dollar clients and projects. And here um, I meet somebody on Facebook and we start a kind of a, a FaceTime conversation. And next thing you know, I'm buying a ticket four months later to see her because I had been single for 29 years. Um, the good news is this person brought me, without this, I would have never met Found Liz. Found Liz, that's yeah. true, yeah. So, and Liz is like, yeah, thanks a lot. I'm kidding. So, <laughs> um, like, I'd like to have not gone through all that. I, I know. It was like, <laughs> it, thanks. Got you. Anyway, so short story long, um, I go there, I come back, 
and I'd never done reality TV. They're just like, they're just like, look, you know, don't make shit up and don't look at the camera. That's all they said to That's me. That's all That's they it. said they from did, day one. Yeah. Wow. And but then they said, hey, well, tell me about, you know, how do you look young? And I'm like, well, you know, I I well, I, I have this routine. I put mayonnaise in my hair. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> so they start writing all this down, you know, and so you know they they got to know kind of what I think is pretty normal. But what what people in reality are like, are you, you know, I'd I'd nair my back with a paintbrush. I mean, I did a lot of weird things. Um, I have a, had I lost Teddy, but I would um, ride to work every day because there's no parking in downtown San Diego. Sure. And I'd ride a Vespa with my dog Teddy in a backpack. I mean, this was my life. So they just came and documented who I was. We went to the Philippines with like um, a big crew and. Um, you know, met Rose again, and I knew within 30 seconds, I just made the biggest mistake of my life. Like, what am I, how am I going to get out of this? And I just tried to, you know, um, put that in the back of my mind and just live and see what was going to happen. So obviously that didn't work out. Um, I showered with rats and um, fell in pig farms instead of falling in love. And um, then I came back to San Diego, kiss a girl in the nose years later. I mean, is fame, though, the ultimate form of revenge. I mean, you've yeah. been open over the yeah. years. You were bullied as a child. Yes. You know, you've talked about your neck condition. It's called clipophile. Clipophile. Yeah. You know, I mean, you were mercifully, you know, picked on oh. for that. I mean, is is being fa- I mean, it must be kind of like you walk so, down the street now and you're like the ultimate yeah, form my, of fame. Pretty your, much. It pretty yeah. much is like that. And, you know, um what so when I got back to to back up just a little bit, I come back from the Philippines and I'm like that was the stupidest thing I've ever done. I said stupid things like, you know, you look pretty, or this makes your breath pretty, and, um, uh, you know, you're my best view. And that became the highest trending oh. meme during COVID in the world. That's how I I became famous on TikTok more so than the show. And then the kids would show their mom, hey, check out this funny-looking guy, and then the, the parents would, would, would watch the show. But um, I knew as a young kid that I was going to be known, but I never knew... How? And you did? I did. And full circle, Liz and I were having lunch at, it's called the Bella Vista Country Club. I was a 15 year old bus boy there and waiter. And um, when I worked there, there, there would always be these, you know, rich dudes with their beautiful, you know, um, candy hanging on their arm. And I'm like, one day I'm going to walk in here and everybody's going to know who I am. And last Christmas, we were there filming for um, singles. Two, no, no, happily no, ever after. Oh, happily ever after. Sorry, so many shows. <laughs> like you're single. And we're sitting there having lunch. Wait, am I? I'm wait kidding. a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Liz, Don't Liz, start it. What, what are you saying? I'm kidding. But we're having lunch, and I go, Liz, you're not going to believe this. And I shared her that with her that this. So I always knew, but I never knew how, who, what, when, what. And I didn't go on the show to be famous. I mean, I was, as I said earlier when we were chatting, I was dancing on pool tables you know, 14 years ago in a Nacho Libre costume, I was a card. I was Mr. You know, um, party guy and entertainer for everyone. Oh my God, I might have your favorite advertiser ever. This is going to make going back to school so easy. Are you ready? Little Spoon. Have you ever heard of them? Well, they are a food delivery subscription service for kids' meals. I'm talking from babies all the way up to eight-year-olds. Healthy meals that are organic. You never have to worry that there's crap or junk in them. 
I just got my little spoon box for KJ. He's loving it. Now, is he eating all the smoothies and not enough plates? Yeah, but uh, that's where we're at. Their smoothies are healthy with strawberry banana shake flavors and many more. Their plates are for toddlers and big kid meals that are free of junk and taste amazing. I actually tried them because I wanted to know and they are really good did I mention it all comes right to your door so flexible so easy everything stores right in the fridge or freezer Uh, by the way up to two months in the freezer and you can also store it in the fridge as well the price is right the quality is unmatched make this year's back to school chaos a little more manageable with time-saving delicious and healthy meals and snacks that your kids will love KJ's loving them. I want to hear about your kids loving them too. Go to littlespoon.com slash TSFS and enter code TSFS at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's little, L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O-O-N.com slash TSFS and enter my code TSFS for 30% off at checkout. I call him the Nozempic Ben-On-Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have ta- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah! That was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. And so, so people always thought I was a hoot. And they're like, well... You know, if we're going out tonight or we're going to Vegas, where's Big Ed? And I was always the one that was the had to be the center of attention. Um, and a lot of it came from, to back to your point, I'm sorry, is that I was bullied. Um, no neck, Ed, and um, just everything you can imagine. I was held back in the first grade. I had a learning disability. I would They would pull me to the front of the class and paddle me because I wasn't paying attention. Well, mm. I had a... I have ADD. I had it. They didn't know what, what it, was it was at the then. time. So I had a pretty great loving family, one of six kids, um, but had a hard time trying to fit in because everybody was always one year younger than I. And then one day in, in high school, 
I was um, in the weight room working out with the dudes, and um, I, they had this neck machine where you, you put yourself in there and you use it to exercise your neck, and I, I got stuck. And, and, but I was okay, but they, but they ended up having to turn me upside down and pull me out of it. And then coach thought it was funny, so every pep rally, they're like, okay, every, by the way, you know, Ed's fine, you know, he, he, but stay off the neck machine. So people started to laugh at me in a good way, like, oh, well, if I do something funny, yeah. I, I get attention. So I, that became my winning formula. Look, if I'm funny, I can make people laugh and people will like me and accept me. So um, I, I played in a band for a play in high school and it ended early and they're like, well, hey, bring, bring Ed out with his guitar. And I come out there and I'm playing some Johnny Cash riff and I'm talking about how I used to film the basketball team and um, I would, yeah, they were funny because I'd be filming the, the basketball um, team playing in a championship and I would see a cheerleader and you would see the camera go like, stop and go down, look at the cheerleader and go back and I would miss the play. But so all the guys would just laugh, thought I was funny. So they're like, well, tell that story. So I'm on stage telling this story and people are just laughing like uncontrollably. And I don't know what I said. I don't even remember what I said, but um, I ran for student body president. So I just began, be took on trying to be famous and a celebrity. And then high school ends, I come into San Diego, and um, Liz, you'll have two minutes in a second. I'm kidding. No, so I, I, Liz, <laughs> Liz is like, Liz is like, Liz is like you never, time. Liz is like, you never talk. Well, you never let me talk. Anyway, so I come to California, and is, I'm going somewhere with this. And then I get a job um, with a Gap, and I'm, um, I don't like retail, because you hate everybody if you work in retail. So I went, in, went to school to be an interior designer, get a job at El Torito's and they're like, they're handing out name badges. What's your name? You know, I'm like, what name do you want on it? I'm like, um, Big Ed. They're like, well, really? I'm like, yeah. So I became very kind of Wow, you famous really turned yeah. it into a positive. Yeah, and people that... would come in and go, you know, your waiter's Big Ed. And then I would walk to the table and they would start laughing. So I realized through humor and, and poking at yourself that people can love and accept you. Um, got married young, that didn't last very long. Um, I had a, had a great daughter. Um, she's 32, still not talking to me. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Anyways, but... Um, but wait, wait, have you ever heard from any of your bullies? I mean, you are, you're on TV now all the time. Has anyone come back to you and so, gone, hey, congrats, funny, you're, you're doing very well? Funny story. So we're, we're I can't say too much, but um, I go back to my hometown and um, I, I ran into two of them that used to, to bully me and they just look at me like, they're like, I, we knew you were going to be known. And when they when they see you on TV, they're like, we just freaked out. I know that guy. And, and someone would even try to reach out to me and say with their friends, Oh, big Ed, this is, you're my friend. Remember me? I'm like, I don't remember you. I'm kidding. But yeah. So I was going to say, are you a spiteful yeah. person? I'd be like, no. yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, <laughs> I wish I could. I, <laughs> yeah. like, early on, my publicist and was like, don't you forget it. <laughs> my publicist told me early on, be nice to your public. Don't be mean or rude. Be nice because they're, yeah, but a bully is different. Yeah. I know I should bully that, but, Here's the good news. Here's is, my bank account. Here's yes, <laughs> exactly right. I'm number one on Cameo. Hello. Um, Hello. But uh, but then I started to get, so the show comes out, I started to get just battered, like, you know, yeah. no neck Ed, and um, they're doing memes, um, and you know, head and shoulders, guess what kind of shampoo Ed uses, and then they made fun of my hair, my hairy legs, the, the hair in my nose. I'm like, what? You know, um, he's a big crybaby. Um, you know, all just everything you can imagine. And then I started to get letters from um, people like, hey, uh, 
you know, I, I have clipophile just like you. I saw you on TV and mm. there are mornings that I don't, I can't get out of bed because I'm so depressed. How do you have the courage to go on national TV and put mayonnaise in your hair? I'm like, well, first of all, it's international TV, 166 countries. No, but so I was able to respond to them like, look, you have to love who you are. And I know that sounds corny. And I learned a lot of that um, on The Last Resort is that you, God gave you one body and um, and one personality and, and you just have to take advantage of it in, in every different way. And I think we can go through life um, being impactful. You don't necessarily have to be funny. You can, you know, Liz is a so very, Liz is a very generous person. If she sees, you know, you know, somebody in a, in a wheelchair or an elderly person, she'll stop and feed them. And if we're at a restaurant and I mean, she, like, I miss a lot of those things. Like I don't have that particular filter, but I can go into, you know, a classroom and just make people laugh and, and, and bring joy to them. So it's, um, but yeah, so it's, has fame chained me? Absolutely not. No, it has, um, but it's, it, it comes with a cost. Yeah. And that cost is they know everything about you. They know more about you than you remember about you. And, sure. and it starts, you know, it can begin to define who you are. And I learned, you know, early on in therapy that, that Big Ed was a, a character that I created for TV. And when people attack you or love you, they're it's they're not loving Ed or attacking Ed. They're attacking, you know, Big Ed. And then there's also the so my therapist would be like, there's two people I'm treating here, by the way. And I heard a great quote by Jim Carrey mm. who said sort of the same thing. If you if you create a character on TV and can't separate who you are from that character, you'll go to your grave grasping for who you were or who you wanted to become. So um, mm. I'm fortunate though that it happened to me in, at, at a later stage in life where, you know. Um, it's not a good thing. It yeah. is, it is. if it had and happened when you were th- 25, yeah. it probably would yeah. have had a different outcome. So for Liz, I really didn't understand what she was going through because she yeah. was getting an attacked, you know, just like I was. <laughs> I was getting attacked because I was so popular and I looked different, but I was also getting a lot of love well, Liz would be, and I can let her kind of speak about that. Yeah, it's where, been 10 minutes. You said yeah. two. Oh, two okay. Minutes, well, and now, yeah. I said short <laughs> story long. I know, really. But yeah, so I'll turn it over to Liz, and she can, and we'll get back to when I was five. <laughs> Liz, okay, yes. I, I, I need to hear from you. I mean, the, the last season of Happily Ever After, how hard was it? I mean, you guys, when you left, you guys were not fan favorites. I mean, people were like online demanding you not be on TLC anymore. They called it toxic. Uh, yeah. They gave you a hard time for not standing up to him more. So do you think all that backlash was warranted or did we not see a lot? Well, people keep coming back to watch the show, obviously. Um, and then you can't have reality TV without drama and we make really great drama. So just, just normally, you're welcome. Not, not, yeah, yeah, we just, we're naturally crazy. I guess. Yeah. Um, but as far as like, you do have to separate yourself from the show and still be individual people outside of it too. So backlash, yeah, it's always tough. Um, people can say really hurtful things, but I've never had one person walk up to me in front of my face and be harsh like that to me. Everyone 
they're so quick to say things online, but when they meet you in person, they're uh, they're completely different too. They want a picture. I was gonna yeah. say they want a they, they photo. They want a picture. Oh my god! And all of a sudden they forget yeah. kind of a well, lot of the scenes, yeah. and it's like, oh, is Ed here? What are you guys doing? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. But it's it's nasty. It's a whole different universe. You have the lovers and you have the haters. I remember a time not being able to get out of bed myself, and now I just don't read comments, and mm. which um, I love to try to respond to all the positive ones. But then you just read one, and it just shoots you down and. Um, my life is with Ed. Um, you know, we people don't get to see the good parts of us. They only get to see the negative. Okay. And, you know, when people meet us, they're like, oh, you guys are very, like, affectionate and loving and sweet. And But a lot of people don't see that. Well, tell us what are some of the good parts about Ed? Because we don't, right? I mean, yeah. happily ever after we didn't. I don't, we think, saw it. I don't think we have that much time. <laughs> you know, how much <laughs> time... How much oh, time and I think we have a do few we minutes. have? Okay, <laughs> um, we can squeeze you in. Ed, we'll cancel uh, the next session. You know, we we'll can right. go on and on. Um, no, Ed is very sweet, and um, there's a difference between who Ed is, and there's a huge difference between Big Ed. And over time, you know, I got to know Ed. Big Ed was trying to like impress me when he first met me, and everything. I was not taken by it at all she 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 said to me one time and it hurt my feelings she goes i'm not a fan i'm not your fan he was very offended like i'm not your fan yeah right i'm telling you right now and that I, hurt I, your I, feelings so i feel like I, that's I a good thing she's like there for no you. no but think about this this guy that you know wants the the light like he's falling in love with the, the at that point i was in love with myself mm. in a way like the fame and i'm like what do you mean you're not my fan look at my sticker quit putting those stickers on my my gym, he uh, my gym boxes, my, or her, yeah. her water bottles. I put my cigarette in, like, don't do that. I go, whoa, when you're at the gym, you know, people, they'll, they'll know you know Big Ed. I don't want them to know, I know, you know, Big Ed. So I had it completely flipped around. I took it as like, oh, she doesn't like Big Ed. She doesn't love me. But what Liz was trying to tell me was I love the Ed. I want yeah. the Ed and not the, the Big Ed. And I would have, you know, my family members, you know, I'd call my brother to go see my nephews i'm like well tell them i'm coming and he's like okay well fine they told me to tell you though they they want to see ed wow so i got it like you you know you understand well because he loves to hear himself talk obviously the things that i That's love about ed <laughs> back to me complimenting you <laughs> um ed he he would cook for me. If I stayed the night, I'd go to work in the morning. He had breakfast ready for me to go. Mm. I wasn't a breakfast person, but he always wanted to make sure I had my protein in. He'd bring me coffee if he knew I was working double shifts. He would come help with Riley because Riley would go. My daughter would come with me to work during the pandemic, and he'd come and entertain her. It started off as us just being friends and talking late after work because neither of us wanted to go home. Um Sorry, babe. Uh, he would get stood up a little bit on dates, and then sure. I'd be like, "All the time, yeah. all so, the, not stood up like, <laughs> like I before Liz, I joined these dating websites, and 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 now I know what women go through. I would show up at these restaurants, and these women they, they would use their high school photograph, and I couldn't even recognize who I was, and they would be like, "Oh, I just wanted to meet Big Ed." I'm like, you know what? I just drove 45 minutes yeah. to Escondido. And I'm really trying to meet someone. So I kind of just gave up. And I'm like, I'm never going to meet anyone. So, so back to me so, again. Thank you. 
Um, uh, cut Liz, cut to Liz. Ed would come to, I would be like, there's a glass of wine here for you if you want to just come and vent. Because we would just text and, you know, we were just friends. Yeah. So then I think over time, just talking multiple times after work, um, I just got to see a completely different side of him. So yeah, he'd bring me coffee, cook for me. He um, would have my bubble bath ran, glasses of champagne. He was always very sweet. If I was having a bad day, he'd send me flowers. Ed's a very romantic person. So there's a side that people don't get to see. And um, he's a gift giver for like his love language, but it's not Ah. my love language. My love language is acts of services and quality time. So even going out, it was, well, I just want to stay inside and watch a movie with you because I just got to be next to him and um, acts of services were him, you know, having, just bringing me food or. Okay, so who, like, I mean, after the tell-all, it looked pretty bad. Was it bad for you? Like, at the tell you know, Ed had kind of mentioned he was done after the tell-all. Were you? I mean, it seemed like you guys. So the thing is, is we always say we're done and then we always come back together. But I, there's. Ed and I have so much history and so many memories. Um, I can go through my phone and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I remember this day. I mean, I have a scrapbook of every hotel key card that, you uh-huh. know, we've we've ever stayed at a hotel. Um, it just, we have all these great memories. Was I done in that moment? Yeah, but it just, there's still all these emotions and feelings and tell, tell-alls are heavy. And a lot happens, and you don't know what's coming your way, and you need time to de- decompress from it. I mean, even still to this day, we'll film, and we need two days to recover mm-hmm. from it to go back to, like, our own reality outside of reality TV. So I was hurt. I was done. But then, obviously, I wasn't done. <laughs> yeah. No, you you two clearly have a connection. Has therapy been the, the big thing that's helped, or was it, like, last resort? Like, did last – you went on last resort, yeah. you saw these other couples, and you guys thought, you know what, we're not as bad as them. So yeah. we're well, – well, like, what, before what was we, it? If it wasn't for last resort, we wouldn't be sitting here. Really? Oh, yeah. So, so – It was, it was that bad. See, wait, so last resort's kind of saved you guys. It saved our really? relationship. Oh, absolutely. TLC did good this time around. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> – when they when they approached to us and like, hey, we have this idea, you know, they didn't even know what the show was called. They sent us contracts and it said the next show, but we didn't even know what it was called. But they we knew the premise of it. It was going to be a resort, and they were going to have therapists there, and it, for you guys to really work on your issues, which is a complete one eighty together and issues a, within yourself. Yeah. But it was a complete one eighty switch from um, the the ninety you know day franchise. This is was more about showing you know, the drama that happens and it's always not good, right? Because that's what people like to watch. But so Liz and I jumped at the opportunity. We're like, well, heck yeah. Like, and we were literally saying, hey, um, and, you know, when we get into what happened there, it was moments of extraordinary, just moments of extraordinary um, for, for not just us, but I think for other people, whether they would continue together or on their own, every person got something out mm-hmm. of it that wow. they'll use for the rest of their life. So, okay, but I mean, it's kind of sound, do you guys feel like you had the biggest breakthrough of all the couples there? Because we know, you know, Kalani and Asuelo yeah. were there. Yeah, um, before, so I'd been in therapy for about a year and making huge breakthroughs kind of within myself and, you know, the the dichotomy of Big Ed and, and Ed, but I still had 
um, 15 um, codependency, codependency issues that were pointed out during my therapy that um, I still didn't, I couldn't grab, I couldn't fix them. And um, jealousy and um, um, uh, abandonment, you know, not being with someone because I was, you know, not in a relationship for so many years sure. where, where Liz, you know, is a professional girlfriend, not in that way, but, um, she's like, she knows how to be a girlfriend. So, um, I walked out of, um, out of the last resort with no jealousy, the ability to trust Liz, really trust who she is, that she would never hurt me. She would never cheat on me anyways, but wow. you don't believe that like you you know, you're just going to break my heart like everybody else does. So for me, that's gone, you know, and, but we still are working on communication and, um, you know, which you'll always be, it will be a, an ongoing thing. And, and people would say, Oh, well, marriage is 50, 50. I'm like, no, it's not. No, marriage, it never is. Yeah. Marriage is a hundred percent and a hundred percent on both ends. And, um, I also realized too, um, and listen a minute, I'll let you talk. Um, I realized that I can't make Liz happy yeah. and she can't make me happy. I have to be happy within myself and, and vice versa. So you'd famously said on Happily Ever After that you couldn't marry Liz until all of your questions had been answered. Yes. It sounds like you're saying, have all your questions been answered? Oh, she's good. You're real good. You with that cute hat on. <laughs> um, you have to watch the show. <laughs> I think we, well, I've read, I mean, I read you guys are planning a wedding. I mean, you know, that's the other thing engaged. too is we, we read all kinds of things yeah. about us. Apparently like we, we, have a kid. We, we have a kid. We I'm just pregnant. found out. We didn't know about that. We've already been married. Yeah. I don't know. Well, also I've read you're a hot lesbian. Are you, have you ever been a lesbian or uh, she is a hot lesbian? <laughs> I'm, a le I'm now a lesbian because of Liz. I don't blame you. Liz is gorgeous. Remember when but I said, wait, are Liz, are you those, a lesbian? Are any of those <laughs> And of course I asked you, but are, I mean, that took over the internet. I mean, there was a, an alleged friend after that, after you guys had the engagement party at the I bar who came out and lesbian. said that you're a lesbian. Yeah, I'm not a lesbian. Okay. I'm straight. <laughs> but we are willing to learn, Shut up. right? Um, no. Let's keep the door open. Uh, I don't know. So, and, but wait, was the friend even true? I mean, that was like a blog situation. But she's a lesbian, but she's in a relationship. She just... She just was one of my lesbian friends. But that was all my insecurity. Like, she had said, she had made the comment um, one time. By the way, I was super drunk. We were both wasted that night. Um, and this happened, by the way, toward the end of the night. The rest of the night was wonderful. Yeah, you never saw you one never got to positive see, moment. We, yeah. didn't, we had the best time at our it engagement was, party. It yeah. was a blast. But this girl had told me, you know, at work, you know, if you ever break Liz's heart, you know, she'll be my girlfriend though. She, she would say that to me. And then I saw her, then I reacted and I'd been drinking and, and this is stuff like that. The jealousy has gone like that. He's, yeah. it's not like that anymore. Yeah. So no, I am not a lesbian. Yes. I mean, I would actually prefer if she were okay. more the merrier Liz, Liz more the merrier. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. No, I'm glad she's not. Oh my gosh, I hope you liked part one of Big Ed and Liz, our exclusive interview next week. So mark your calendar on Monday, a week from today. That's why you need to be subscribing to the Sarah Fraser Show because I put out new episodes every single day. But on the 21st, 
part two drops. Part two is even juicier. Are Ed and Liz joining Bethany Frankel's reality TV union? All their thoughts on that. Why Ed was sent to sensitivity training by the network. Oh, and huge exclusive. Remember that scene where Liz threw her engagement ring and then found it? Well, does she still have it now? That's all next week on The Sarah Fraser Show with part two of Big Ed and Liz. Bye, everybody!